Hey there, welcome to the Literary Escapes podcast. I'm Becky, and I'm glad you're here today. If you're a fan of books that give you an escape or let you explore other cultures, then you're definitely in the right place. So I'm glad you've joined us today. Stick around. We've got a great author interview for you. So let's jump right in. Lila, I would like to welcome you to the Literary Escapes podcast. I am super excited to have you with me today. And ladies and gentlemen, we have Lila Ferrari, who is a award-winning and award-winning romantic suspense author. So welcome. Well, thank you. I am excited to have you here today. <laughs> I think romantic suspense is one of my absolute favorite genres to read. And well, that's really interesting because until I started writing it, it wasn't mine. I really mysteries. Okay. And and there was no romantic, um, hardly any romance in the mysteries. So yeah. Think, um, and the so the nice thing with romantic suspense is you can have it heavy on the romance or light on the romance and. Yeah, I'm striking that balance right now. I think when I first um, started writing, um, my husband read the book, first book, and he said, more sex. <laughs> and I said, what? Because <laughs> I didn't have oh, any sense. in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so it was a little strange, um, but I'm That's finding hysterical. that I'm putting less in. I, you know, it, it's not always necessary. Yeah. I, um, in writing my first book, I realized I can't do that yet. I can't write sex scenes. And so I just decided, I guess I'm a sweet, sweet romance well, author because it's just not in me right now to write that. And, and it gets, um, sort of easier with time. <laughs> I would imagine with, as with everything, the more you do that the more you practice that craft the better you would get at it so and you know when to eliminate things you know it's not hardcore sex it's sex you know yeah. I mean it's yeah. not erotica it's not I'm not going in that direction right right you know nobody gets hurt <laughs> <laughs> that's good I don't, well, well there's some maybe mentally <laughs> yeah that's yeah there's a whole subgenre of well, there is, quote unquote you know? romance that I just don't understand, but that's okay. Yeah. There are people who either. love it and read it and that's awesome. This is true. Yeah. So now in reading your biography or your um, about me page on your um, website, you have a wide variety of things that you have done in your life, mm -hmm. including writing and your writing you've done a lot of different types of writing, which is really right. cool. Um, I like that, but you've been a recipe tester, which mm -hmm. I like that. I, like an official recipe taster or what is that? It was, I was doing um, recipe testing for David Lee of Leeds Culinaria. Oh, wow. And if you've never been, he is a fabulous writer, first of all, but he has this wonderful um, website and he gets just people from all over who test his recipes. You have to put a name in, you know, okay. they only take certain amount of people. And, um, you know, he sends out the recipes from a book each month and you have, you know, a certain amount of time to right. um, test the recipe and then put your, you know, your comments back, back in. Yeah. Back in. Um, I stopped doing it because it was the turn 
around was like three weeks. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Um, I did it for a long time and it was much longer than that. When it got to three weeks, I had kids at home and I was working yeah. and it was like, oh God, now I have to test this recipe. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah, when it becomes um, a chore versus a lot of fun, exactly. that's when you got to relook at things. Yeah. Yeah. That's what a fun right. thing to do though. I like that. Yeah. And cooking teacher. Yep. For whom? For myself. Oh, okay. So, okay. So I've always been interested in cooking. I took a, I've taken a lot of classes, went to France, took classes. Very um, cool. I, I, and when we lived in New York, I decided that I was, and that was a lot of fun and that challenging so cool. because people don't know a lot about cooking no and they don't you really need uh yeah you need to be on top of your game but it was a lot of fun and i wrote a small cookbook after that that a friend fun. of mine published um uh and i i sold it at you know bookstores but okay. and i still have about 50 copies you know in my garage <laughs> right right that's fun i um when i left home and went to college, I didn't know how to cook anything, like literally anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I had a hard time like boiling an egg. Cause I didn't know that you put the egg in first and then boil the water. I, <laughs> I didn't know how to, I was, I don't know how it missed me, but my, like my older sister knew how to do stuff. My younger sister knew how to do stuff, but all of that Maybe missed me. <laughs> I didn't know how to wash clothes. I, di I didn't know how to do anything. So oh, you do so figure it out my as kids you go. When they left home. <laughs> well, and that's, I made sure that my kids knew how to cook before they left and did well, their yeah, no, my before kids they left. Holy moly. Yeah. Make a doctor's appointment. That was another thing. It's yeah. like, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't know how to cook either. And when I, first got married um the high school around the corner was offering um indonesian cooking Ooh. and so that was really my first exposure to to cooking and and oh, then I started buying cookbooks and i started you know looking through cookbooks and it was just so many classes were available everything everything was new yeah you know, yeah. I mean, it makes a huge difference when everything is new. Now it's not so much huh? not quite so new, <laughs> not quite so fun and exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doing I mean, it for decades. It's like, oh. and you get tired. of it, Yeah. You know? <laughs> I agree. We're in that same boat too. And it's like, yeah, get to cook dinner again. Again. Hey. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't we have leftovers or something? So, yeah. So, okay. So going down your list of, of jobs that you've done, sure. sailor, farmer, shepherd, cattle woman, chick herder, and master yep. gardener. So I've been a chicken herder myself and okay. at, at our, in a previous life, my husband and I raised ch chickens, well, children too, but chickens, and they don't like being herded. <laughs> Well, they don't. That's true. <laughs> you know, so it takes a special skill set. I would imagine. <laughs> we were not very good at it. <laughs> well, you know, we um, we decided when the kids were little that we were going to buy a farm. 
well, actually, we were going to go live out in Colorado until I realized it would take an hour each way for my kids to get to school. And Oof. I really didn't want that distance. Yeah. And so we we went up to Vermont and my husband was looking for businesses and he we looked at oh, so many different businesses. I can't tell you, but we bought 180 acres up there of a farm. It had a wow. farmhouse and a barn. Okay and um a shed and so we moved up there and we bought 40 sheep cool 40 i was wondering if you sheep. had sheep yeah oh we did i love the sheep we had 40 sheep they were pregnant the oh. farmer who sold it to us saw us coming and said he didn't know when they were due <laughs> yeah they were due in january which oh. is yeah brutal so I, was traumatized by I that. can imagine. Um, and then we got the laying hens, and then we got the, you know, the, the, the chicken that we were going to eat. And, yeah, yeah, we did that. And the black Angus. Okay. And uh, the horses. Wow. We were okay. in Vermont, so we had Morgan horses. Nice. And the dog, and the potbelly pig. Wow, you <laughs> had it all. We had... Um, yeah, we, it was, it was, there was a lot. And as you know, I can imagine. Just, you know, I mean, I grew up in an apartment. Ray grew up in, in the city, you know, I mean, that's a we lot of work. No yeah. idea, but we can read <laughs> and read fast. <laughs> well, Google wasn't a, wasn't a thing then. So. We didn't have, we didn't yeah. have, right, we didn't have internet up there at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it really was, it was an experience. How interesting. Yeah. My husband and I bought when we, shortly after we got married, we bought 20 acres thinking we were going to be maybe not farmers, but at least, you know live off the land to to a yeah. some extent oh my gosh we were completely clueless and I think our back 10 acres we never even saw it we were assuming it was there but I don't think we <laughs> ever went back there it was it was a sad attempt but it, you know it was it was um really challenging and interesting and it gave me a a better understanding of what our farmers go through because I know you know, yeah. plus we had a greenhouse and I was raising, uh, you know, a big garden. Yeah. Um, but our next door neighbor was a, was a milk cows. And my gosh, you know, you get up in the middle of the night, you do it like, like every single day and three 30, you know, yeah. so three 30 in the morning, three 30 in the afternoon. And he was, I, it was just such a hard, I just can't imagine yeah. doing that. I mean, it was hard enough with what we had and, um, it was my responsibility. Ray was working in an insurance company in town and I had um, a helper, um, <laughs> Wayne, 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 you never wanted to walk behind him. He chewed tobacco and if Ooh. the wind was blowing, <laughs> oh, <ick. laughs> oh, the things you learn. <laughs> oh my. But it was fun. Yeah, that would have been fun when it stopped too. <laughs> yeah. So then how did you go from all of that to writing? Um I always wrote for myself. So I've always kept a diary. I've always wrote pieces that I enjoyed. Um it took me a long time to get into writing a book. Yeah. Because I didn't publish until four years ago. 
Okay. So there was, you know, so it was quite a long time before, um, before I did that, mm -hmm. before I had the courage to do that. Because yeah. I think that's what keeps a lot of people back. They're so afraid, A, of what other people are going to think. Like right. people really are thinking about you, right? Right. Yeah, there's a big <laughs> yeah. assumption there. <laughs> a big assumption. Yeah. And, um, and, and that whole imposter syndrome, you know, I mean, it truly it is, is real. real. Yeah. And, and I don't think people understand that. Um, so it, it took me a long time. I mean, I had been in a writing group in Connecticut for years. And, and even when I started in this group, um, our group nine years ago, it was like, yeah, I'm writing a book. Yeah. 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 You know, never did it. You know, I mean, Isn't yeah, so I had a couple yeah. of paragraphs, you know, and finally you get to the point where you just say, I've got to do it, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. it's um, scary and freeing and it's terrifying putting something that came out of you out to the general public. Well, you know, it is. And of course, then you get a one star review and <laughs> You know, all the good feeling you had about yourself just plummets. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but that's okay because not everybody is going to like what you write, mm -hmm. and um, and I think I've gotten to the point where you know I don't care. Well, because no. yeah, I do, and I you know because what I've done is I've put out the very best I could. Mm -hmm. I think that the story is great. My editor has gone through it. I've gone through it. It just may not hit somebody that day. And, yeah. and that's okay. Exactly. And it, it's amazing, especially I think when we start out with anything new, the power we give other people in their opinions. That's <laughs> because, exactly right. You know, because yeah. Yeah. we let their opinion affect us instead yeah. of just letting them have their opinion and but it's it's hard to have that hard shell you know yeah. um i'm not built like that i i, I get that yeah same <laughs> i'm not either and it, but it's an interesting thing to observe that we let other people influence how we feel i mean this book that you put out you know your baby you love it and then because one person out of however many makes some stupid comment, who knows what their day was, you know, but we let that True. affect us. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting how we are as, as human creatures that call ourselves writers. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> so romantic suspense, how did you get from, how did you get to romantic suspense, I guess? That's a really good question. You know, I honestly don't know. I mean, I think I I, I started um, reading uh, Linda Howard, who I love, and I mm -hmm. think she was probably, you know, what started me on romantic suspense. Yeah. But I think when I first started out, I really wasn't sure about all the different genres. Yeah. Where, where, you know, where does each one fit in, mm -hmm. you know? Um and and it just gradually i started reading more romantic suspense and felt that was really where i wanted to be awesome okay 
And so your first one was evidence of betrayal. Is that right? Mm -hmm. And so how did that story come to you? I uh, taken a lot of journalism classes in college. And so I thought, well, this is perfect. I'll have my, my first book involve a journalist. Now, my poli my husband was involved in politics, you know, had been for years. And so I thought, well, why don't I just combine the two of them? Nice. You know? Okay. Right and, what you know. <laughs> but then, yeah, you know, it, she has problems. She's lied to. Big, you know, what? surprise there. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> because you just never know. And so it just went from there. Yeah. And of That's course, cool. you know, the, the, the hero, it doesn't like liars and he thinks she's a liar. So right. it, it's an interesting story. That's uh, fun. Yeah. So yeah. when you write, do you plot it out or do you just kind of let it flow or how do you, how do you do um, that? I'm, I'm in between. Okay. Um, I, I usually have scenes that I think should be in the book. Okay. They may not necessarily go in any particular order. I think as I've gotten better at writing, because you do get better yeah. at writing, that, you know, you sense where you need When things else. are supposed to happen. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's sort of the middle of a plancer. Okay. So when you, when you start off, do you know, like, who the bad guy is? Hmm. Sometimes. Or, okay. I know okay. that there will be a bad guy. Right. There has but, to be a bad guy. Okay. So yeah. the story that I'm writing now in uh, the Brotherhood Alliance, I have not, I know there's a bad guy, but I, I haven't named him or her yet. Oh, okay. And I'm not sure how it's going to come together, but it will. <laughs> so you have characters and presumably some red herrings that could become mm -hmm. the bad guy. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is so interesting. That would stress me out. <laughs> um, yeah, there's that. a little bit of stress going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it works out. It, it, it does. Yeah, out. it's it's amazing how it all comes together in the end. And yeah. the fact that authors keep doing it over and over, knowing what they're getting themselves into, I think is <laughs> right. just amazing. I love that. Oh, and, you know, and that early morning, late night, you know, idea that comes to you. I mean, it sometimes changes the whole story, yeah. but it's there. I mean, I get so many of them, so it's, it, it works out. That's awesome. That's fun. So the um, night guard security series, mm -hmm. that one has five books in it. Is that right? Seven. Seven. Okay. How did I miss two? <laughs> okay and so you coming out the 15th so okay that'll okay seven. that'll be okay that's amazing and is that the end of that series or is it going to keep oh uh, I think there's going to be one more oh, I've already okay. um I already have the blurb for it and the characters so okay we'll see how it goes I mean you know some series you can go on forever I mean it's not like um you know each each book in that series is is a little different because mm -hmm. it's the same characters will come in, but it's not the same characters who are, you know. Yeah, the main focus. Yeah. Right. That's right. right. So, I mean, you could go on for, I like that. I series. like that too. Yeah. You well, know, because yeah. you, you already have the world. 
-hmm. you have the world you have the group well, your readers enjoy the characters and getting yeah. to see the characters again, you know, when they make their appearances. That's right. always fun. I love that with series. Yeah. 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 Which was um, difficult when I started the Brotherhood Alliance series, because now I have a new town mm. and I have new characters nice. and, you know, the first you have to get to know months. them all over again. Yeah. <laughs> and Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So, so, so tell me what the Night Guard Security Series is about. The Night Guard Security Series is about um, a group of ex-military, ex-cops, and it's run by uh, Samantha Knight, who is a short, kick-ass woman who, you know, had a lot of um, things happen to her in her life, but she, you know, she got developed this um agency and she's she's in the background for most of the books evidence of revenge is really about her which was book five yeah book five right um and i wanted um i wanted an organization that was run by a woman oh nice because here she has you know especially a security organization i like yeah you know, this little five foot two woman who is really a kick-ass little woman. Um, and you have all of these ex-military people around who are sort of afraid of her, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but it's it's a fun series. Uh, oh, okay. And so and, each one has their has their own hero and heroine, but yes. they're still interwoven. Yes. Yeah. Right. Nice. Right. Okay. So then the um, Brotherhood series, is that your newer one then? That's the new one. And that's a little bit different. It's still ex-military. It's mostly men at this point, but there'll be some women in there who are coming back and they don't know where they belong. They have these skills. What do they do with them in in a constructive way? And it started um, the difference between the two is is the Brotherhood Alliance is taking on cases where people can't afford security. Oh, okay. You know, so if, you know, several cases where women who are in shelters need to get out of their homes, you know, so right. they'll call the Brotherhood Alliance and have them protect them. But okay. I'm getting, I mean, you can do that for a while, but I'm getting into now some paid paid venues for them just because it expands mm-hmm. um, it expands the book but you know again they're reoccurring characters but nice. each story is different yeah nice so how many books do you put out a year three that's a that's awesome yeah I wish I were a faster writer I get I'm, I, yeah. I'm envious of these you know you go yeah. of these people who can put out a book like every month. I know that and just thinking, staggers how me. How do you do that? Yeah. You know, I mean, I have, I try to write about 1500 words a day and it's not always all at once. It could be, yeah. you know, 10 minutes here, half an hour there. It just all depends. And if okay. you do that, you write 1600, what do they say? 1660 odd words a day, you'll have 50,000 words in a month, which is, you know, right? right? Yeah. Um, I've been trying to do that. Yeah. 
That's a good habit you know, to get into. But, but also because you have to, you know, get your editor months in advance because she's so busy. Right. <laughs> um, you know, so you have you have to plan how you're going to get the books out in time. And yeah, people deadlines don't are wait. magic, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they just they just they don't want to wait. They don't want to see one book a year. They'll forget about you. I know. That's a, yeah. that's a tricky, there's a tricky balance there to keeping your sanity or keeping your readers. So. Yeah. Yeah. And plus um, they're not short. I mean, they're not terribly long. I try to aim for about 72, 75,000 words. A good length. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a goodly amount. It's not 50,000, which, you know, if you're doing that, you can yeah. get a book out quicker. Right. Yeah. That's awesome though. I, I, I'm trying to figure out what I am going to be able to do. <laughs> and uh, so we'll see. I'm, I have no idea, but it's, uh, it's, it's tough. Um, you know, and, and I find that my writing habits have changed because I used to get up and write every morning. Okay. I'm not a morning person. First thing in the morning, you know, don't talk to me before I've had at least a cup of coffee and then don't talk to me even until about nine o'clock. <laughs> so, so the writing really now is more in the afternoon. Okay. So it works. Yeah. And that's the nice thing is that you can change it around and make it work yeah. for you. So that's the beauty of it. I all. mean, I'm retired. I can write whatever I want. Exactly. <laughs> you can write in the middle of the night if you want to. That's God. right. That's not going to happen either. But <laughs> Yeah, me neither. So what are you working on right now? Right now I'm working on book four in the Brotherhood Alliance nice. series. Okay. Um, and this is a, a story about a, a soap maker, actually, who um, has been accused of stealing money. And her brother, who works for Brotherhood Alliance, is in Florida. She's in Georgia. And when she's threatened, she picks up her best friend and they move to Florida. And as you know, trouble always follows. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> plus, plus, she had this wonderful one night stand in Georgia and she thought the guy was her soulmate and she snuck out early on him but didn't really get his name and guess who works for the Brotherhood Alliance? Surprise! <laughs> I love those kind of things. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a fun story. It's That's fun cool. Story. Nice. That um, I like that dynamic in stories. That's a fun one. The mm -hmm. secret identity that shows up again. I I don't. I'm sure there's a specific trope name for that. Oh, I'm sure there are. There's. So I many love that. Tropes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a fun one. So, all of your past skill sets that you um, maneuvered, do they find their way into your stories? Oh, they sure do. Oh, fun. Um. So. The, the last book, book seven, which is coming out in the Night Guard series, is about a photographer. I like photography. Yeah. Uh, so she has, uh, she's out in the woods uh, taking wonderful photographs. And she witnesses a couple of murders. And so she's on the run. Yeah. Um, uh, the evidence of revenge with Sam. Well, that was Sam's story. The book six, oh, they, you know, they start to... They all blend together, yeah. Start uh, evidence of many. Secrets, I did um, a bistro owner, so she's a cook. Okay, oh, fun. Um, 
evidence of lies. Now, that was an interesting one because it's about a former stripper. And I, my daughter had a friend. My daughter picked up strays. I, I mean, loved that. Picked <laughs> up strays. I was a stray as a kid, so I understood that. Yeah. Um, and this girl, young woman, uh, was delightful and smart as a whip. And her parents had thrown her out, and she needed money. So, but she described to me one time what she did, you know, and the lap dances and what, you know, things that went on there. Um, And I just thought that I'd put that into a story. I mean, her story was that she got out of the business, got married, went to college, had a kid. So, you know, so I, that's, that's really what I did with the story. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, so, it's hard so to we, not have life influence what you write. Well, you, because, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, there's a little bit of of uh, my story or somebody else's in every single story. You know, book yeah. that I bring. Nice. I like that. I like that. So the fifteenth is when the next Night Guard comes out. It is. Yeah, the paperback is out now because the Amazon was. They were generous with it. Generous with it. <laughs> Excellent. And that one is called Evidence of? Evidence of Evil. Evil. Okay. Ooh, good. Yeah. I love the titles in that series. Well, That's... it's it was so easy to go with evidence. I mean, evidence. Yeah. I, mean, I can go on forever. You can go on forever. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then the uh, Book 4 and the Brotherhood series will be um, November. 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 Okay. Yeah. Nice. And do you just work on one book at a time? Not just, but. Well, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm thinking of, you know, as a writer, you're always thinking mm-hmm. ahead, right? So I, I already have blurbs out for another one in evidence of, uh, it'll be evidence of truth about a school Ooh. teacher. Good one. And then um, protecting Amelia, which will be the fifth one in the, in the Brotherhood, Brotherhood series. Nice. And she'll be a baker. Okay. I love that. I love how it all weaves together. It all, yep, absolutely. That's awesome. So um, where do you hang out online where readers could um, find you? Or where do you hang do out I online? Hang out online. I spend way too much time on social media. <laughs> and, you know, and part of it, I don't spend as much time as I could, but I'm on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I have somebody does tweets for me because I don't really know anybody who tweets. So I, never I don't understand them, tweets. You know? Yeah. Um, but they're, they're, they go out to wherever. Someone, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't done anything with TikTok, although somebody just did, um, did a couple of TikToks for me. So they're on her, her site, which okay. is fun. Um, but I spend what I really enjoy is going to Canva and the uh, creative pro. I mean, you could spend all, you know, just on there this trailers or the social media posts. It's, it's, it's nice just to lose yourself in that sometimes. That's fun. You know? Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a fun, creative thing to do. I never thought about using it to make trailers and that makes a lot of sense. And you can, it's so easy and it, huh. there's, 
they're so much fun. Well, now I'm going to be doing that this afternoon. That's right. And <laughs> yours is perfect for. I love. Okay, for that's interesting. Trailer. I'll have to figure that yeah. one out. Thank you. Yeah, and then I put them on YouTube. Oh, that's an interesting way to use them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, or send them out to my newsletter. You know, okay. so. Um, you know, they're used. Yeah. So, um, you have a newsletter that goes out social media. Um, do you do the book signings? Cause I know like Orlando reads books is coming up and uh, you don't do. No, you know what? I, I, I'm going to, I'll do, I did the first book signing I ever did was at our conference. Okay. At, you know, okay. So I signed up for this, I'll sign up for this year. And then I, I hope that I'll get into space cook coast book lovers we'll see nice yeah that'll be next but you have to have a few books you Mm -hmm. have to sort of be known you know I mean it's I would think it helps it it helps a lot yeah it helps a lot you know um because when I signed it ours I I mean really nobody knew me yeah you talk to people and now they're part of my private readers group yeah part of your world yeah you know so it it, it really takes a little takes... while to get your tribe built up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your tribe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I, I get that. So, But I have not, um, I haven't, uh, our bookstore, I think, we have a great independent bookstore in town, but they don't take indie writers, so. Ah, that's too bad. You that's know, too it's bad. too bad. Yeah, that's, I know some some do, some don't. Our the one in my town is really nice about that, and, and that's nice. That's yeah, really nice. It's, I'm grateful for that because they yeah. uh, they did a my first book signing, and we're doing another yeah. one in a couple of weeks, and I'm excited about that. So grateful. I just have people. visions of sitting there and all by myself, with my book. Well, <laughs> you you probably saw this. Um, some woman, she was a newer author. And she tweeted out, I think it was a tweet, I'm not sure, that she had done a book signing at some bookstore and nobody came or two people came or something like that. It was a very low number. And all these authors that are like Stephen King and, you know, that that level of authorship Mm -hmm. responded to her telling her about their really crappy book signing experiences and I mean can you imagine Stephen King not having people out the door I I, you know yeah no I can't (laughs) yeah but but apparently I don't want it to be me (laughs) yeah so it's it's uh yeah it's it's a reality for a lot of people so Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes it's uh well, I wonder I mean do you think a lot of people buy books I don't buy books anymore I you know I mean we've moved so many times <clears throat> I've given away hundreds of books yeah just because we same can't, you know I I just don't buy them I I you know I I love holding a book but now if I want to read a book I have a Kindle or my iPad mm-hmm. that's how we are but there yeah. are a whole group of people that love physical books and they oh have gosh. bookshelves <laughs> that cover their whole walls and well that happily buy books. years ago <laughs> um but i still remember when we moved from connecticut down here and i had a library upstairs and i had a library downstairs Ooh. and my friend was helping me move 
and God bless Carrie because <laughs> because I picked up each book and I was looking at it like and oh. she went rolled her eyes and she said Lila. <laughs> and so finally I said this is it you know it was like you do book. it for me yeah just put it in a bag and get rid of it and she oh. did she looked like Santa Claus leaving my house you know yeah because I couldn't move them all there was but, the, I mean, but at the same time, it's hard to get rid of them. So, yeah. Yeah, Goodwill got a lot of good yeah. books, i tell you. There was a period where we moved like 10 times in 10 or 11 years. And yeah, our books kept dwindling every move. Because oh my gosh. That. You know, because yeah. they are so difficult and they're heavy. They're heavy. And, and you know, I'm looking in my, in my office right now and I have a lot of cookbooks and books on writing. Not as many as I used to, but. I haven't looked at these, most of them in yeah. years. And I'm thinking, oh, I should probably get rid of them. should probably now. weed out again, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> weed out again, yeah. Yep. Because you're just carrying around, it's like baggage. It's mm -hmm. just baggage, you know? Yep. I hear you, girl. Mm-hmm my life. <laughs> well, Lila, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been a fun conversation. Oh, Becky, thank you for having me. This yeah. is my first pod podcast. So I'm really excited. I'm happy to have you. And if you're a fan of romantic suspense, definitely check out Lila Ferrari's books because you will not be disappointed. And, um, yeah, thanks for joining us. And her book comes out on the just in a few days. So take a look for it. 15, Evidence yeah. of Evil from the Night Guard yes. Security Series. So yeah. well, have a great okay. rest of your day, Lila. Thank you. Thank you, Becky. You too. Thanks for joining me today on the Literary Escape Podcast. If you enjoy hearing the behind the book story, then join me in the Literary Escape Society. We are a community of travelers who love books or maybe book lovers who love to travel. Either way, if you need an escape, a literary escape, come join us as we read our way around the world together, one book at a time. Check out the show notes to learn more about the Literary Escape Society. And we'll see you next time on the next episode.